0: Welcome to Rebel Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, in which we look back at some of the very best commentaries of the week by your favorite rebels. I'm your host, David Menzies. Hey, folks, did you ever give consent so that your cell phone provider could share your personal information with the federal government? You know, so that the Justin Trudeau Liberals could keep tabs on your whereabouts during the pandemic? Well, this disturbing Orwellian way of taking, of tracking, rather, private citizens did indeed occur. Sheila gunn Reid has all the unbelievable details. And speaking of unbelievable, remember all those glowing stories via the government-funded mainstream media during the Calgary Stampede regarding Justin Trudeau being mobbed by admirers? Well, it turns out This was all so much phony baloney propaganda. Our man in Calgary, Mocha Bezragan, has the skinny. And letters, we get your letters. We get your letters every minute of every day. And I'll share some of your letters about the new and not so improved cans of Bud Light, which are festooned with new age pronouns like HIR and XEM and ZIR. But what do these fake, woke words mean, and how do you even pronounce them? Well, it turns out that not even the folks at Labatt Brewery know. (laughs) Unbelievable. Those are your rebels. Now let's round them up. The Public Health Agency of Canada confirmed media reports just before Christmas that it had secretly accessed location data for 33 million mobile devices to monitor the movement of Canadians during COVID-19. That number represents roughly 87% of the population who were spied on without any knowledge that the government was accessing their data. Public Health Agency of Canada officials were forced to admit this had occurred after a request for proposal was published with a call for interest in continuing a program of collecting data for up to five more years.
1: We now know the name of the second company that helped the Public Health Agency of Canada scoop your private location data from your cell phone and then analyze it and give it back to the government. I can also tell you what sort of behaviors these two companies were tracking about you without your consent. You know, you may not know it, but Rebel News actually broke the story of the Public Health Agency of Canada tracking the cell phone location data of, well, basically all the Canadians who have a cell phone as part of their COVID behavior surveillance program. The way we discovered it happening was coincidental and slightly mundane. We were checking out the government contracts and procurements website the way we do almost every single day. And we saw a request for a contract for the continuation of cell phone data collection for COVID surveillance, which spelled out to us that the collection had already been happening, given that they were, of course, asking for a continuation. Ultimately, the Public Health Agency of Canada was forced to admit that they were indeed tracking Canadians without their knowledge and without their consent, like a bunch of Big Brother Orwellian peeping Toms. The
2: data, as said, is de-identified and aggregated, and I understand that's... it doesn't mean a lot in and of itself. The level to which it is uh, de-identified and aggregated though is, is quite significant. So effectively for one data line, we have a table called percentage of time at primary location. And this basically represents the percentage of time that a cellular device will be at one place, wherever it spends the most time is the primary location. The data set would say a date. So a single day would give a province would give a health region or potentially down to a census subdivision, uh, which is effectively a municipality. And then we get a percentage of time at that location. So uh, for example, in Manitoba, Z- Manitoba in health region, you would have 91%. And we would know that for the aggregate and that's aggregated time for the day, it's aggregated for an unspecified number of potential users within that health region. We would know that 91% of the time that device state at its primary location and we would use that as a proxy for movement and adherence with public health measures
1: so we wanted to know how they got this information which cell phone company was the co-conspirator here the creep show collaborator taking their customers information violating their privacy without their consent and then selling it to the government for a profit profiting off the violation of their customers trust we had previously uncovered through access to information that the Public Health Agency of Canada had paid TELUS Communications, the cell phone provider, $200,000 to retroactively provide cell phone tracking data all the way back to January, 2019. You see, this way the federal government could use your cell phone data to show your regular habits pre-COVID versus just how compliant you were after they forced you to stay at home.
0: Outrageous and more proof in the pudding That under the Justin Trudeau liberals, the sort of freedom we used to take for granted in this country, well, it's now endlessly under attack by this federal government. Think about that, all you progressives out there who denounce the freedom convoys, because this is the kind of Canada you really want, a dominion in which Big Brother is watching you and listening to you as well, it would appear. Unbelievable. And joining me now is the chief reporter for Rebel News, and that would be Sheila gunn Reid. How are you doing there, Sheila?
1: I'm great, David. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: It is always a pleasure. Sheila, your report had my blood boiling, but let's cut to the chase here when it comes to the idea of personal information being harvested in such a fashion. And it's this. Is
1: this even legal? Who even knows? A year ago, I would have thought that having to provide uh, vaccination status to a bartender before they poured you a, a a beer, that probably would have been illegal. A year ago, I would have said a uh, company requiring you to submit to a COVID vaccine before you went on the job, I would have said that was illegal. So there are a lot of things that previously we would have uh, thought, trusted to be illegal. In the before times, they've been completely normalized these days, including this persistent violation of the privacy of Canadians in the name of public health.
0: And Sheila, why did Telus bend the knee without putting up any sort of a fight? I mean, we talked about this the other day, uh, 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 Lady Menzoid That's and I. We share. Well, yeah, <laughs> maybe it is the money, but <laughs> but money aside. Let's be consistent here. If I wanted to inquire about my wife's cell phone services or internet bill, anything along those lines, Bell is going to tell me to take a hike. They're going to say, we can't even share your wife's data with you, even if you're on the same bill. Um, So why is it that TELUS surrendered the information of God knows how many people without what I think would have been the righteous thing to do, the, the proper thing to do, which is to say to the government, no, we, can't, we are not handing this over voluntarily. You're going to have to make us, but they didn't. Why?
1: So I guess my, my first uh, response to your entire question would have been that if, if TELUS wanted to go along with this, they should have went to the customers and given them the right of first refusal. But there's a couple different reasons why Telus went along with this. First of all, we know they were paid $200,000 for this. So there's a quick cash injection into Telus, but it's not just Telus that is going along with everything public health Canada asked them to do. The airlines have done it. The uh, resource companies have done it uh, by imposing vaccine mandates on their staff. Um, You know, bars have done it. Rail companies have done it. Everybody has gone along with the Public Health Agency of Canada. Nobody has resisted even once. So why would TELUS be any different?
0: Well, Sheila, here's the thing. I'm certainly not a lawyer. You're not a lawyer either. We have great lawyers that work for us. So maybe I should ask them what they think. But has TELUS and the others, have they opened themselves up to civil litigation, maybe even a class action? Because if I'm a Telus customer, I'm mad as hell that you shared my information to the federal government, A, B, that you profited from that sharing. Or is there something in the nitty gritty customer service agreement that gives them an out that if the government comes a call in, we will abide uh, to their demands in terms of violating your privacy? What do you think about that?
1: I haven't seen the contracts for the Telus uh, clients, but I do think that these companies who are going along with the Public Health Agency of Canada, they think what they're doing is righteous. They think that they are doing this all in the name of public health. They're saving lives by violating your privacy but you know the the whole like saving lives and being virtuous that wasn't quite enough because they did get paid $200,000 and there's a second company in, involved in all of this blue dot i don't know how much they were paid i just recently have found out that they were the second company of lord knows how many we're sort of picking them off as we go who were involved in these public health agency data scoops and going back we were the ones who broke the public health agency data scoop story that the public health agency of Canada had to then admit in uh, House of Commons committee testimony because they weren't going to tell anybody they were doing this. What happened was we found a contract like a request for an interested supplier who would then help tell or help the public health agency of Canada continue to collect this information. And that's when we were tipped off that they were doing it in the first place. And then they were forced to admit it and now we've ripped the band-aid off and now we're trying to uncover who was involved, how much they were paid. This Blue Dot company, they say that they help predict future Uh, pandemics through ai well that's lovely but i don't think you need to be violating people's privacy to do it and having people participate in your program unwittingly but that's what's happening here and the amount of data they were collecting on cell phone users and then turning it over to the public health agency of canada it included whether or not you had been anywhere near a nursing home or a hospital, if you had left your public health region and traveled to another one nearby. They were monitoring all sorts of things about you, and you had absolutely no clue as you were going about your business during the day, paying your cell phone provider, by the way, for service, and then they are getting paid by the government to violate your privacy.
0: That is just absolutely egregious and outrageous, Sheila. One last thing. You know, I'm not a TELUS customer, but I'm telling you, if I were, I would call the company. I would say, was my name and number uh, passed along to the federal government? And maybe what I would do, I know our boss hates homemade lawyering, but in this case, maybe uh, he'll give us an exemption. Um, file a small claims lawsuit in Ontario, it's only $100. And you know, try to get some quid pro quo, because if you guys got 200K out of selling my private information, then maybe I'm entitled to a portion of that. Sheila, what do you want to bet, tell us would probably say to such a request? Oh, well, we can't tell you, Mr. Menzies, uh, because of confidentiality uh, reasons. Last word goes to you, Sheila.
1: Well, I'm with Roger, so half the time I can't call anybody because my <laughs> phone doesn't
0: work. But, <laughs>
1: but, but, but second, who's protecting the data? We just heard today or over the last couple of days that there was a major data breach in Newfoundland and Labrador, yeah. with regard to public health records. So now they have all this additional information about you sitting with Public Health Agency of Canada. Who's protecting the sanctity of this information? Your privacy has already been violated once. Who's out there making sure it's not violated again? And I would love to know. But again, I say I'm with Rogers, so my phone doesn't work.
0: Unbelievable. And to add insult to injury, I understand uh, the CRTC is greenlighting the cell phone providers to hit us with another outrageous increase. I think we're probably uh, the most ripped off cell phone uh, customers in the world. So uh, I guess when you do a bad deed in this nation, you get rewarded. Absolutely astonishing. Sheila, thank you so much. And you have a great weekend, my friend.
1: You too, David. Thanks so much.
0: And there you go folks, that was Sheila gunn Reid somewhere in the northern hinterland of Alberta. Keep it here, more of Rebel Roundup to come right after this.
3: You all have seen the picture, you all have read the headlines. Trudeau mobbed by admirers at the Stampede. That was staged, it was at a Liberal Party event. Stampede is an annual celebration of Western lifestyle the biggest outdoor event on earth, and it takes place here in Calgary, Alberta. The event attracts approximately a million visitors and a lot of media attention. A perfect opportunity for politicians from all corners, including Justin Trudeau, to be seen as one with the Westerners and have a piece of the media pancake. That's what Trudeau did this past Sunday. Justin Trudeau, who forces his environmentalism onto others. There is no plan B because there's no planet. Me. Who implemented the ever increasing carbon tax? A lot of what you pay per liter is tax, and that's going up. Flew thousands of kilometers in a private jet all the way from Toronto at the expense of the taxpayer and the environment just for a few hours flipping pancakes for a photo op and attending his Liberal Party's fundraising event. And then he buggered off to Montreal where he also faced protesters. For
1: the convoy, still and
3: no wonder why he didn't spend the night in Calgary. This footage is from last month, when he did stay overnight in Calgary. He's a coward. He's taken the back door. What would your message be if
0: he were to show up? He's a pharmaceutical, tyrant,
3: prostitute. What kind of country locks their dissidents inside their country? He
1: doesn't serve Canada. He serves someone else.
3: Was it worth flying thousands of kilometers at taxpayers' expense for a staged photo-op? The government-funded prostitutes made it worthwhile for Trudeau. All the major mainstream media outlets across Canada wired this headline from the Canadian press. Trudeau mobbed by admirers at Stampede. Dozens of angry demonstrators gathered at a liberal campaign stop in Bolton, Ontario. Trudeau attracts protesters no matter where he is. this out
1: of Go, Trudeau! You're nothing but a communist pig!
3: It really crushes the I'm the most lovable leader in the world narrative.
0: What shampoo do you use?
3: <laughs> and in Alberta, where his approval ratings kissed the ground, <laughs> the safest place for Trudeau to flip pancakes for his photo op, with the minimal risk of getting heckled, would have been at Calgary Skyview, the only liberal district in Calgary. And despite all the efforts, he was heckled. To To facilitate Trudeau's photo op, Liberal MP George Jahal, aka the Poach Pirate, is caught removing a flyer of his opponent, conservative incumbent, invited his Facebook followers to his partisan breakfast event happening at a local public library's parking lot on Sunday morning. Trudeau shows up, liberals cheer, post for photos, and the media services it as. Trudeau mobbed by admirers at Calgary Stampede. He was not mobbed by admirers. That's a loaded term to describe what actually took place. The CBC used the same term mobbed for Turkish President Erdogan when he was surrounded by tens of thousands of people. Trudeau was surrounded by a dozen liberals if you exclude his bodyguards. Ironically, seeing such a headline all over the media makes you question if North Korea is catching up to us in public relations, or are we catching up to North Korea? And as radio
0: legend Paul Harvey used to say, and now you know the rest of the story. Indeed, the mainstream media has an odd definition of admirers, don't they? And don't tell me that the likes of CBAC and CTV and the other state-sponsored stenographers didn't know that this so-called mobbing by alleged admirers was a completely staged affair. Oh, they knew, and and don't tell me they didn't know that Trudeau's so-called stampede event was actually held several kilometers away from, you know, the actual Calgary stampede. When will this media manipulation ever end? And joining me for more on this pathetic piece propaganda is mocha Bezrigan from calgary hey mocha how you doing there very good how are you i'm doing great so mocha um knocked me down with a feather once again mainstream media lied to us about something that occurred uh in terms of a justin trudeau event mocha my question to you is why do these media outlets knowingly take liberties with the truth i mean That's the very antithesis of
3: journalism, isn't it? Yes, it is. But I think I know the answer to your question. They are being paid about $600 um, million a year in government bailout money. What that means is they're getting paid by the government and um, you don't bite the hand that feeds. So they're not biting Justin Trudeau. Recently, Justin Trudeau went to BC and um, he made a couple of visits to random locations. Nobody knew that he was going to be there. It was all a photo op. And the media was coming along with him, but they were not they were told that they were not allowed to ask questions or they would be uh, escorted out physically.
0: Now, now so. this is this is very important. I heard about this BC incident, MOcha, and I understand that if members of the media, or even members of the public were to shout questions at Trudeau, they would be uh, dealt with by law enforcement. Now, tell me, you're originally from Turkey. This sounds like a little bit of Istanbul has
3: come over to Canada, wouldn't you say? Oh yes, I mean, I've seen your video of you getting beaten by Trudeau's bodyguards. For what, for trying to ask a question. It It was crazy stuff to see. I couldn't believe that it was happening in Canada. And now, one one other thing is these mainstream media journalists, I I read a piece, I I believe it was Global News, where they didn't mention the fact that they were told that they would be physically escorted out if they were to ask questions. I got that information from an alternative source, a, a news organization, a local one. So it's really weird, the information that they are feeding us. I mean, with this recent one, when he was in Calgary, me and Sidney Fizar, we went down to Stampede because we saw that his plane landed, landed to Calgary in the morning. And um, we went there. We searched the whole place. It's a big event. We couldn't find him. We went to the airport to catch his plane. That's that's what That was about to leave at 2 p.m. We couldn't find him there either. Um, and now they are trying to um, disable the tracking of Prime Minister's plane. The Canadian military is so that we won't know when he goes to Tofino or some other paradise during, you know, in an during an important remembrance day or something. We would we would not know because that's how journalists, that's how we track where he's going.
0: You know, it's amazing, uh, Mocha. I don't think I'm exaggerating, but these seem to be the tools out of the toolbox of a dictator. The idea of limiting who can ask him questions. Uh, You you brought up my example from December, actually manhandling a journalist on a public sidewalk. And by the way, we'll have our day in court, our first day in September over that, folks. And then even not letting us know his whereabouts, because I think you're right. uh, This is somebody who just loves to bugger off to Tofino and go on a surfing safari, uh, even on um, uh, National Reconciliation Day. I go back to what you said earlier in the first question, Mocha, the motivation of the journalist, and I think you're absolutely 100% correct. You do not bite the hand that feeds. But again, this is unethical journalism. If a newspaper was covering you know, um, a tainted meat scandal at a slaughterhouse and the newspaper was getting payments from the slaughterhouse that just cannot fly. You are in an inherent conflict of interest. Why are we putting up with this, especially since this is our money, keeping these media properties afloat? Without that money, I think they sink, but um, that runs contrary to the idea of capitalism. So it's really frustrating for me, and I
3: think millions of Canadians, Mocha, what do you say? Of course, like, why, why do I, from my own pocket, have to pay for huge news organizations that I don't even want to consume from yeah like people who want to consume rebel news they give their money voluntarily they give it but the mainstream media they take it they don't ask for it they just take it and so there's that power there's that um, the viewer gets stripped out of their powers it's not enough for them to disappear if you just stop watching them because they are being fed by they're not being um, they're not financially sustaining themselves through voluntary means which is pretty unethical of course and one other thing I wanted to mention there are people who call Justin Trudeau a dictator and when that happens mainstream media the liberals they all say oh you don't know what a dictator is (laughs) oh stop exaggerating blah blah blah. In my opinion, Justin Trudeau is a dictator. Just look at how he enacted the Emergency Measures Act to quash a peaceful protest that was demanding an end to COVID-19 restrictions and forced vaccinations. He wouldn't end it. He wouldn't talk with them. He wouldn't even acknowledge their existence. He just went into hiding, got COVID twice. That's what it took him to end The flight restrictions. He had to, he had to be, he had to catch COVID twice. This guy don't want. He has the power and he's going to dictate it. Nobody can stand on the way. He is the man of the people. He is executing the will of the people. The dictator.
0: You know what? I think you're right, Mocha. And unfortunately, my friend, I think things are going to get worse in the months ahead when you see the likes of uh, Bill C-11 being mandated into law, assuming it gets Senate approval, uh, in which this government is going to um, censor the Internet. And again, I hearken back to eight years ago when Justin Trudeau, before he became prime minister, said he had admiration in his heart for the basic dictatorship of China. Can you imagine that a future leader of a Western world, a democracy, would have admiration for China? I mean, what is making this guy tick?
3: Well, he's the most loyal um, prime minister on the stage of World Economic Forum. But when he said that, he tried to like, he tried to backtrack when he was saying that he, he admires Chinese, base, China's basic dictatorship, because he knew it was a slip from the mind from his thought process. And now every, everybody heard that. But there's no going back from that. We heard that. That was absolutely a ridiculous thing to say. But it tells a lot about who he is.
0: One last question, uh, Mocha. There was a, uh, a rumor that surfaced in certain media circles uh, earlier this week that Justin Trudeau, it's almost unbelievable to me but he's contemplating a fall election um it would be incredible given that oh, look look how often we've had an election 2019 yeah. 2021 now 2022 <laughs> and i really think this government's um best before life has come and gone um that they're only mm-hmm. being propped up by the NDP, which to me is no longer even a credible political party. When you mm-hmm. denounce the government on yep. in the morning, but vote to prop them up at night, uh, your credibility has gone out the window. Do you think that's actually a possibility, uh, Mocha? Is, is maybe Justin Trudeau delusional or is he maybe such a sociopath that he wants to have a majority mandate that being propped up by the uh, meat Singh is not good enough for him, and that he may think that the Conservatives under presumably Pierre Polyev is an easy target in the fall, mm-hmm. uh, because I think to think that he's making a serious miscalculation.
3: Well, this might be a possibility, I think, because look at look at him. He's flying all over the place going to photo ops, taking pictures, you wouldn't go to the airport because it's a mess. You, you never see these politicians, <laughs> these liberals um, taking selfies or taking pictures or making announcement in front of the mess that they have created. They only take pictures in like, it's all uh, public relations to trick the public that he's, been, he's loved, he's admired, he's been mobbed by admirers and all that. Well, it's all a lie. It's just a bunch of liberals, uh, a dozen of them, if you exclude all the security guards. But yeah, he might think that um, if he doesn't do a quick snap election, and if Pierre Polier wins the CPC leadership, then he might have, you know, it might be a balanced um, environment where Pierre is holding him accountable for the things he do and becoming a strong opposition. Maybe that's not what he wants in the long term. So he just wants to um, get clean right away, go to an election, get rid of the problem. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I I think just because of Justin Trudeau's ego being the way it is, uh, maybe he has a bit of a humiliation in the fact that the fourth place party has to prop up the once mighty liberals and that he uh, buys into the Kool-Aid that Pierre Polyev is some kind of extremist air Mm -hmm. quotes and uh, Canadians will reject him. And I think if he's thinking that he's in for uh, the proverbial October surprise, (laughs) Uh, that's for sure. Um, But I just think there might be something to that, because as you alluded to, this jet setting around the country, going to pancake breakfasts uh, and so on and so forth. It almost seems Bund like racers, he's in yeah. campaign mode as opposed to taking the summer off. And we know he loves to hang around uh, at Tofino like a beach bum. So maybe there's something to it. Um, last word goes to you, Mocha, in terms of what you observed in, uh, in terms of, A, Prime Minister Trudeau's visit to Calgary and how the media, well, Spun propaganda for him there.
3: For me to observe that was just weird because all of a sudden, all the mainstream media outlets all across the nation wired that headline from the Canadian press. In fact, Globe and Mail later changed their headlines. So they're a little conscience there. Mm-hmm. But uh, hundreds of outlets wired that headline of Justin Trudeau uh, mobbed by admirers at the Stampede. It was a dozen liberals. Come on, guys. What are you doing? Who are you kidding? Justin Trudeau's approval ratings kissed the ground in, in Alberta, in Calgary. There's only one um, liberal district in Calgary that he, he could only show his face. So, but yeah, uh, I would say everyone to be careful what the mainstream media puts out there.
0: It, it is unbelievable. And as we discussed earlier, uh, Mocha, the insult to injury is you, me. All the millions of Canadians out there, whether you're a Trudeau supporter or not, you're paying for the media to spin these lies. Absolutely despicable. Mocha, thank you so much for that wonderful report and getting the truth out there. It's much needed uh, given the mainstream media narrative. So you have a good weekend, my friend. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. And that was Mocha Bears again in Calgary. Keep it here, folks. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. David Menzies for Rebel News here in London Ontario and I'm standing outside the wonderful Labatt Brewery here in London and I'm here because um hey buddy have you seen what they've done to your bud light can um it says celebrate everyone's identity and there's all kinds of embedded words on the can but I don't even know what they mean in fact I can't even pronounce them I mean Sure, there's the easy ones like he, him, she, her, they, them, but what is XE? What is XEM? It sounds like a satellite radio network. Uh, What is SIE and HIR? What is ZE and what is ZIR? Again, I don't know what those words mean. I looked them up in the dictionary. They weren't there. And I don't even know how to pronounce them, which is why I'm spelling them. Now, I did reach out to the 1-800 number on the can. And guess what? They have transitioned their call center to digital. No, that's what it says on the recording. Here, check it out.
1: Thanks for reaching out. To serve more beer drinkers, we have transitioned our customer service digital. Please visit www.labatt.ca or any one of our branded websites,
0: and we'll be happy to help. Yeah, so there's no more people of any pronoun, manning the phones. Can I say manning? Um, And now you send an email to them. I did send an email and I asked them what I just said, what do these words mean and how do you pronounce them? And I have not heard back, it's been a couple of days. So uh, that brings me here um, to Labatt's London headquarters to um, see if somebody can set me straight. Can I say straight? Reception. Yes. Hi there. Um, my name is David Menzies, and I'm with Rebel News, and I'm just hoping to speak to a spokesperson about these um, Bud Light cans. It's you know they have words on it. I'm not even sure how to pronounce them. X E X E M S I E H I R, and I was just trying to find out what these words are, how you pronounce them, you know, who's responsible for that? Is is—is there someone that could speak to me?
1: Um, um, I'll send someone out to the gate. All right, can you hear me now? Don't press the button.
0: No, I didn't press the button, sir. Okay, yeah. If, um, there's nobody here today that's able to talk to you, so if we could grab some contact information from you, we'll have uh, somebody from Corporate Affairs reach out. Oh, okay. Uh, just to let you know, I called the number on the can, and it said that the the call sender has been trans- transitioned to uh, digital, and I did send an email um, to uh, the Budweiser.com site there, but I never heard back. But I, I'm just like, what is an XE? Like, What is an XEM?
3: I'm... Um- not sure i'm not sure i could be of any help to you but okay. uh,
0: like i said before we could get you in contact with corporate and that's probably your best bet oh okay so nobody at labat knows what these um i think they're pronouns <laughs> i'm i'm a security guy so i'm actually not able to help with any of that but we could probably get corporate to reach out to you and they can talk to you regarding all that oh okay then and uh because i i i, I mean there's they them she her he him i get that i, I don't know why you'd use them both in the you know, the context of the same sentence, but uh, um, these other ones like XE and ZIR, SIE, uh, I looked it up in the dictionary. I I couldn't even find uh, meanings for them. Are are these actually real words or are they made up words? I'm not sure what your question is, but like I said, you can get in contact with corporate with uh, this contact information that you've given us and they can reach out to you. But unfortunately, I can't answer any of your questions. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, Not even the people here at Labatt know what these crazy pronouns mean or even how to pronounce them. Uh, The fellow at security said somebody from corporate is going to get back in touch with me. I'll believe it when I hear it. In the meantime, I just wonder what this uh, can of Bud Light tastes like. Hmm. No, sir, don't like it. What's that saying? Go woke, get choked. For Rebel News, I'm David the Menzoid Menzies. Well, there you have it. The beermeisters at Labatt literally want to shove radical transgenderism down their customers' throats. But it's been almost two weeks since I first reached out to Labatt regarding what these pronouns mean. And all I receive in response is, um, yeah, we'll get right back to you. Yeah, right. Hopefully they will get back to me, hopefully before the second coming of Christ. In any event, most of you were very unimpressed with Labatt's latest dip into wokeism. D. Gal writes, Well, that's the last Labatt's product that I will ever consume. I wonder if their clearly delusional marketing department knows that most beer drinkers are men It's women that generally go for wine or the light beer or low sugar alcohol. You know, you're right, DeGal. uh, You can bet a beer conglomerate like Labatt has very, very good statistics on who's drinking their beers, but they would rather insult their customer base in the name of being progressive or woke or pro-radical transgenderism. Absolutely amazing. Earl Greystoke writes... Well done, David Menzies and Rebel News. Keep challenging gender insanity. Indeed, we shall, primarily because there is not so much material. We live in a world where a U.S. Supreme Court judge cannot define a woman. There are those on the progressive left that refer to women as birthing persons and breastfeeding as chest feeding. Enough is enough already. Helium Hub Crypto Collective writes, Yeah, because there are so many Canadian middle-class hardworking guys standing around after working a 12-hour grind on a tough day, saying to themselves, I wish I had a beer with a rainbow on it. Marketing morons. Indeed, what a way to alienate your core market group. Again, astonishing. Sean Reed writes, Menzies is hilarious and goes full speed ahead with the moronic left. Keep it up, kid. Well, thanks for the kind words, Sean. But in all honesty, the loony left does tend to make things really easy for me. But then again, folks, not everyone was impressed with the report. Lord Take writes, "This is so fantastically blind to reality. Good for you for looking so very smart, Rebel. My God." Do you ever look stupid, David Menzi? Well, Lord take, I don't understand. I mean, you say the report is blind to reality, yet Labatt is using unreal, made-up words for phony baloney genders or sexual orientations or whatever the case may be. Hey, we're the ones trying to keep it real here, my friend, but not even Labatt seems to know what's being promoted on their Bud Light cans these days how unreal is that and terry rudin writes careful dave those acronyms refer to various sexual preferences and each of those cans contains specially brewed beer that will immediately tilt you in the direction identified on the label there is no antidote oh no you didn't already drink one did you which one Hey, Terry, I believe I drank the ZIR Bud Light variant. So that means I now identify as a 1971 Chevy Camaro Z28? Cool. I've always wanted to go through life identifying as a muscle car. Well, that wraps up another edition of Rebel Roundup. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next week. And hey, folks, never forget, without risk, There can be no glory. Good night.